is for friends that do stuff together. U is for you and me. N is for niggas. They shit forever, especially in a big city. Or whatever SpongeBob said. Whoa, whoa. That's not how it went. It went, it went well, welcome like, back to the I Am There podcast, the guys. Fire that burns down the whole t- town. You is for uranium. <laughs> I don't know what you no about. survivors. That's the Plankton version. <laughs> oh, shit. When SpongeBob sings the fun song, Plankton says, F is for fire that burns down the whole town. U is for uranium bombs. And N is for no survivor. <laughs> Yo, Plankton was a fucking terrorist. <laughs> that was on. Nickelodeon. Why did no one check him? Oh, well, when we talk about Nickelodeon, there are a (laughs) lot of things that I can't believe actually made it through to Nickelodeon because (laughs) this this channel. So we we, we did our uh, episode on Cartoon Network. Cartoon Network is cracked out of its mind, especially in the 90s, early 2000s. Some of the best cartoons I've ever seen. And then at some point, Cartoon Network kind of lost a bit of its luster, I would say. Um, And I think that is because Nickelodeon started putting out bangers like spongebob fairly odd parents all that was pretty much always around that shit was around since 94 so i can't say that that was a new one and rugrats was around since 91 so that was always there too so it always has some bangers legendary rugrats is legendary spongebob changed the game hey arnold changed the game like avatar the last airbender is literally anime level Avatar the last airbender is dude that's it's so crazy because I that is like such its own thing. I don't even think about Nickelodeon, but that really was a Nickelodeon program, and that is so goddamn good. Like it's better than a lot of anime. It's like better than a, a lot of them. If you made a top twenty-five anime list, I wouldn't be mad if you put Avatar on it. Like it's so good. It's actually changed my mind on how I felt about American cartoons, or just I guess things that are not considered anime but are animated. Yeah. Like it completely changed my mind about how I thought about them. And like, again, Cartoon Network used to be my shit because Cartoon Network had Toonami and stuff like that. Right. So it always had, I mean, it actually had anime and yeah. that was really cool, but it got to a point where outside of Toonami, I just was not interested in Cartoon Network anymore. I was more interested in Nickelodeon and I found myself yeah. on channel 33 more than channel 32 for people who I guess live in my area, the East coast or in Philly. 32 was Cartoon Network. 33 was Nickelodeon. 34 was Disney. Uh, but yeah, Nickelodeon just, it just started to pull ahead in a big way. And Avatar obviously led the charge for that because I, you know, got older and that type of subject matter or that type of animation just catered to me. It was fighting. It was a great storyline and all that stuff. But I think uh, <laughs> SpongeBob is probably the most iconic thing to come out of Nickelodeon altogether, I would say. I think it's the, I could be wrong, but I think it's the most successful cartoon. I would say so. In terms of cartoon franchise, I'm fairly sure it's the most successful cartoon franchise. Yeah, we're talking about American cartoons, not Japanese, so not Pokemon in the conversation, of course. Like, I do think SpongeBob is probably the biggest thing, period. Like, it is... For example, there was a period of time, and this isn't happening anymore, which kind of saddens me, but there was a period of time where SpongeBob just gave us constant memes every year. Yeah, that's true. Every year, there would be a new SpongeBob meme, and it would be viral as fuck, and you would see it everywhere. Twitter, <laughs> Instagram, Facebook, and it would that's be used so over and over and over again. Uh, some of my favorites, just to throw out a couple, for example, the Mr. Krabs one where he's turning around halfway, and like, it looks like he's he has like serious anxiety because somebody says something behind him. That one is fucking amazing. I actually used that meme a couple times during Yu-Gi-Oh. I had one where it was like, when you're slow playing, and the judge says you need to make a move, sir, and then you kind of look behind you at that that Mr. Krabs meme where he's all he just looks scared. He looks like he's very scared of something that's happening. So I I uh, I really like that meme. 
it's been it's been used a lot. Squidward, the one where he's sunbathing and he has the fucking like the the sun goggles on, and then he kind of lifts them and looks over, yeah, yeah, and then yeah, he puts yeah, them back yeah. down. That one is fucking amazing. Like he's holding like the newspaper or whatever, and he kind of just looks over to the side, sees what's going on, and then he, if it doesn't interest him at all, he just puts he puts them back yep. down. That is so me. I'm out of here. That is like so my energy now. A lot of things I see people talking about, a lot of things that people care about, I don't give a fuck about. And it just completely speaks to me now when I see those. When I was younger, Squidward didn't really, I don't know. He was just like a, a crotchety old guy. You could tell he was like an older guy and very just crotchety. And then, re- and then he grew up and he realized he was you. He's literally me. I am I am actually Squidward down to the nose and everything. Like I, I think most of us, I think most of us are Squidward. That's what, that's what's funny about a lot of cartoons is like, when you're younger, it's like, I want to, you know, and then you grow up and you're like, holy shit, I'm Squidward. I am so Squidward. He hates his job. He hates kids, right? Like he, he just wants to live his life alone and not Some be Some of y'all motherfuckers are Patrick, though. And y'all been Patrick forever. No, not calling him Patrick's. Some of y'all are Patrick. Not just calling him Patrick's. There was the, uh, there's the other meme where... So the one where SpongeBob is mocking you, it's kind of like he puts both his hands on his hip and he has that really pointy nose. Yeah, he's kind of doing somebody like thing. spell a word with like up and like upper and lower case. Yes, like, that one was learn, really big. Learn to read or some shit like yeah. that. That was a really big one. I've seen all kinds of ones with uh, Patrick where his eyes turn red. Like, for example, anytime somebody sets up a D's nuts joke or any kind of thing like that or Ligma. Like, oh, I call Ligma. It's like, oh, what's Ligma? It's like, lick my nuts. Any of those jokes, they always use, like, for example, my friend Garen, he does it a lot on Facebook, or at least he used to, but they banned him like 18 times. Shout out to Garen. Big supporter of the podcast. One of our favorite patrons. But he always gets banned. He always catches people with, like, these obscure Ligma jokes or just these nuts jokes. And it's always before he before he says the punchline. Is that why he gets banned for stuff like that? No, it's 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 actually oh, way yeah. more crazy shit than that. But I wouldn't be surprised if somebody. Ridiculous. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised though if somebody reported some of those because he gets people good. But before he posts the punchline, he always posts the Patrick with the red eyes first, <laughs> and then he and then he's like, "Lick my nuts," and it's just crazy. Like it's just it's insane. It's fucking pandemonium. I love it. Uh, oh, yeah, there's dude. SpongeBob has given us so many memes, so many great moments. And it's one of my favorite cartoons ever. And it's it's interesting because I didn't like SpongeBob when it first started airing in 1999. I really didn't care for it. I guess it was it was new. And I just, I don't know. It just looked silly and not for me. It was on Nickelodeon. Again, I was a Cartoon Network kid. And I was just, I guess, one of those people that once I like one particular station or place, I just couldn't get past the idea of, you know, switching over. But it grew on me, obviously, because it's so good. It's undeniable. I think about episodes like The Magic Conch. They're just fucking talking to a conch shell. <laughs> it's just no one can understand like what's going on, but they're just going loony for it. There's a lot of that in the show. Uh, Patrick There's being a lot of great episodes. There's the fucking um the the pizza delivery episode when they're like SpongeBob and Squidward. They're out. They got to deliver like a Krabby Patty pizza. Mm-hmm. And then first of all, there's a part where they're like singing and they're like fucking what is it? It's like the Krabby Patty pizza for you and me. <laughs> yeah, that's the song. Mr. Krabs pizza. It's like something like that. I can't remember exactly how it went. But they're singing the song. They get lost. Their car breaks down. Everything just goes wrong. And then they end up finding like a boulder. And Squidward's like, it's just a boulder. And Spongebob's like, it's not a boulder. It's a rock. He's like, oh, oh, the, the, the old timers used to ride these babies for ages. <laughs> and then like, he just like gets, and he starts right, like, driving a rock like i, I don't the, understand the show why, is so but it just, 
Something about that episode is fucking amazing. One of my favorites. One of my favorite episodes is when Patrick goes to this area of the sea of Bikini Bottom where there's a bunch of fishing hooks. Oh my hooks. god. Rock Bottom. Yes. It's called Rock Bottom. So there's there's the Rock Bottom. There's the one where he goes to the area where there's a bunch of fishing hooks and SpongeBob's like, Patrick, don't touch that. And he grabs oh. onto it and he yoinks him up to the top and yeah, then he, yeah, yeah, yeah. he lets go as it gets right to the top where he's about to be pulled <laughs> out the water and he floats <laughs> back down. He's like, wee! And, and SpongeBob is literally afraid that his friend died. He's like crying and she's like, no, Patrick, oh, he was a good star and then as he floats back down laughing he's like you gotta try it and Spongebob's like no it's dangerous and then eventually Spongebob tries it so they latch onto the hook and they get yanked up by a fisherman and then they just float back down yeah that wasn't rock bottom you're right yeah but that that episode's really good too and then they show them above land I love when they show them above land oh my god the above land is amazing it looks so stupid like they're fucking stick puppets they turn them into fucking stick puppets it's a sponge on a stick a popsicle stick it's literally a sponge on a popsicle stick and a fucking stuffed squirrel and an actual starfish that we see in like one of those little stupid stores that you buy gifts from literally on popsicle sticks hopping around on a beach on shore they're just so dumb and then they get attacked by seagulls it's it is madness spongebob is so amazing oh episode when uh sandy doesn't realize like they need water and so anyway they go over sandy's house for the first time and inside her house, it's like air pressurized and yeah, there's yeah. no water. So he's hanging out and he's trying to be cool and impress this girl. <laughs> and it, there's a part where he's like completely drained and dry. And he's like, I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't need it. They are so I ridiculous. Need it. <laughs> there's a there's the one water. where Squidward thinks he's funny. He's like, a, he's trying to be, I guess, a stand up comedian of some sort. And he's like, why couldn't the 11 year old see the pirate movie? Because it's R-rated. And he starts fucking laughing. Like, Squidward laughs so hard at his own joke. And SpongeBob and Mr. Krabs are staring at him. And he is going off. He's like, get it? Because, you know, it's a pirate, so it's R-rated. And he keeps saying it. It's so fucking dumb. I love it. Oh, man, I love SpongeBob. It's so good. Excuse me, everybody. Remember the episode where, throughout the episode, they're like, insinuating that they're cursing or using profanity and it's like yes. it's like dolphin noises and yeah shit. yeah or like the sound of a truck horn and then all the way at the end of the episode i think it's like mr crab's mom she like stubs her toe and goes off it's like <laughs> and it's like going crazy and they look at her like oh my god it, like i can't believe you and she goes what it's just old man jenkins in his new car and like he drives by and he's like pulling the horn and he tries to act like it wasn't her cursing her fucking head off yeah i i love those uh episodes again those are there's one thing about cartoons that i really love is that they do cater to adults in weird ways they find ways to if your parent happens to be in a room watching with you or listening behind you know behind the scenes or whatever there's going to be jokes that they catch when you're really young that you just don't quite get so all of those things definitely come out in spongebob spongebob has a lot of that type of thing too like squidward's entire existence is basically an adult right like he's just a jaded ass adult he wants to be left alone he wants to play his clarinet he doesn't want to be bothered he hates his noisy ass neighbors they're constantly disturbing his peace they're idiots so he's literally me like i am i am him he is me um, Mr. Krabs being super cheap. There's that one episode with the Flying Dutchman. And the Flying Dutchman is like, if you had to choose between SpongeBob and all the money in my pockets, what would you choose? And he's like, that depends. How much money are we talking? And the Flying Dutchman goes, 62 cents. He's like, I'll take the money. 
I like, what the fuck? And SpongeBob's like, Mr. Krabs! And he just yanks away. He's like, next stop, Davy Jones's locker. He fucking steals SpongeBob. Oh, I remember that. That shit was amazing. 62 cents. <laughs> look, man, you got look, man, you gotta get in where you can get in. Do you remember the episode where uh cause Squidward, Squidward pretends he like doesn't like Krabby Patties? And then so there's an episode where he ends up just like binging Krabby Patties. Yes, and, like, his whole apartment is filled with them. And he just eat and then you finally see him and his thighs are just fucking gigantic. Like he has these huge thighs because he's been eating Krabby Patties. Yeah, no, SpongeBob oh, told him he said it's gonna go straight to your thighs. And then he looks down and his thighs, he has some BBL thighs. I'm gonna be honest. He has it looks like he got plastic surgery, like the BBL girls, and his thighs are just fucking gigantic. And then SpongeBob was like, "You also explode." And then he fucking obviously explodes too. Shake what your doctor gave you. Shake what your doctor gave you for, for sure. But yeah, SpongeBob is great. It also gave us a lot of good music. Uh, the you know the movie of SpongeBob and then all his rock performances. There's a lot that this cartoon has given to us, and I think that I really do miss the days where a new SpongeBob meme would be trending. There's one that I see. It wasn't as viral, but it is used sometimes where it's like SpongeBob is naked. He's fully naked and he's exasperated. He has one hand on like a wall and he's blowing out like, whoo, yeah, yeah. that one is used a lot. It's like after you go in six rounds and she still wants more, like you see that kind of thing all the time. Um, or after you've been beating it all night and like, you know, somebody walks in and you're just exasperated. <laughs> that meme gets used a lot. There's a ton. There, the other one that I really like, again, Squidward, it's where they show, it'll be like um Machine Gun Kelly dropped a new album and it'll be Squidward like basically doing a sunbathing thing with the glasses on. And normally he would look up, right? Like he would like see what's going on. But then the second picture will just be him still with the fucking glasses on. And it is like he did not at all react to it. It'll be like Machine Gun Kelly drops an album and both the pictures are just Squidward sleeping on it. Why MGK got to catch a fucking I mean, stray? I just couldn't think of anybody. Why, like, why is he got to catch a listen, stray? Listen, all right. I, I had I mean, to, I, somebody had to catch it. It had, you know, somebody had to catch it. But yeah, SpongeBob's great. I'm sure there's a ton of uh, great SpongeBob moments and episodes that you guys can think of, but it's been. Yeah. SpongeBob is, I mean, it's, like I said, most successful. It's one of the best cartoons they did. I, my personal favorite, and you mentioned it earlier in terms of cartoons, is is Hey Arnold? I think out of oh, all the Nickelodeon shows, I think Hey Arnold's my favorite one. It's so good, man. Not counting Avatar. Avatar is my favorite one, but that's like a different, that's yeah, like a yeah. different class. Yeah, I think as a kid, yes, and even as a young teen, right, like 12, 13, 14, et cetera, Like Hey Arnold, it just spoke to me on a different level. You got a lot of characters that I really like. Eugene, you know, the one black kid, and then you have uh helga Gerald, you're not going to just call him the one black kid and not say his name all oh right? my, it's my fucked bad up. Um, that's fucked up yeah you got harold you got harold eugene helga uh helga who has an actual fucking shrine for that's arnold amazing. like actually crazy yeah. obsessed with him she was psycho like when you really think about it, she used yeah, to yeah. collect his gum collect his hair like something wrong with her it was really she, something wrong with her Helga pataki there was an episode where name. she got some dentist thing done to her. Like she had some dentist shit. I think she might've got teeth pulled or something. And then she went under sleeping gas and you know, sleeping gas makes you really out of it. Like, in fact, they recommend that you obviously don't drive. Somebody picks you up or whatever. Somebody attends the, the, uh, extraction with you. And then as she's all fucking drugged up, she calls Arnold and leaves a message on his voicemail, confessing her oh, love yeah, to him. Yeah. 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 And then she has to like, I'll remember this. She has to mission impossible herself into his house to get the recording and there's like a whole thing about that it was a really good episode 
Um, there's another yeah, one. This is when, for those of you that may not know, yeah, answering machines used to not be saved like in some digital space. They used to literally get saved to a tape. You would have like a tape recorder hooked up to your phone, and the answering machine would like leave the recording on the tape. So the, the whole thing was you kind of sneak in the house and steal the tape that way, you know. The idea of an answering machine is so wild. Like as you're saying that, that term, the answer, because I used to say it right, like as a kid. Oh, like somebody left a message on the answering machine. That sounds yep. crazy now. I don't even like voicemails. I actually say all the time, if you leave me a voicemail, you're a psycho. Because I just don't think in 2022, there's ever a reason. You can just text whatever it is, or at the very least, just text like, hey, call me when you get a chance. But to leave an yeah, actual yeah. voicemail is so old school and outdated. I hate when like recruiters or employers try to do that shit when you're interviewing for a job. I don't even have my voicemail set up. Me either. It's to the point where you can, you cannot leave a voice message from me. If you call yep. me right now and I don't answer, it's going to say the person you were calling does not have a voicemail box set up. That's how bad it yep. is. But Same. back in the nineties, it's like, why would I even waste my fucking time setting it up? Like, yeah, you got to put a password on that shit and all that. I'm not doing that. It's absolute nonsense. Like it's so like you said, text like you just text you. you yeah, just text just, me. Don't even call me. Just text, text me. Just hey, uh. Something important I have to explain, or hey, this happened. Like, you know what I mean? If I call you, don't answer. You just do a text. Yeah, just I'm not listening just text. to a voicemail. I'll tell you that right now. I do not like talking on the phone, but anyway, and I'm not I leaving a voicemail either. Oh, I've I've never left a voicemail since I turned probably ten, and I realized this is stupid. Like, this is just oh. stupid. Well, I won't say I've never left a voicemail because I used to leave really funny voicemails. Of course uh, you did. You're a troll, so okay. I'm not surprised by that at all. I used to leave nonsense. Do you remember the era? This is about Nickelodeon, but you know, whatever. This is also about the nineties, I guess. Yep. For those of you that had cell phones during this time period, do you, this was the most popular thing ever. It was so cringe. You call somebody and they go, yo, oh, hey, I what's up? I'm actually not here. Leave a message. I was that. It was the cringiest shit ever. I was that corny ass kid who literally did exactly that. I literally, <laughs> after I got called by that one time, I said, yo, that is so fucking clever. I'm easily impressionable. I'm going to be honest. As a kid, it is so easy to get me to do some dumb shit. So I got called by that one time in my life and forever, for the duration of my time having an actual voicemail set up on my cell phone as a kid, that is what it was. It was literally, you would call me, I will say hello, and I would say it in such a tone that it sounded like I actually answered the phone. Like I yeah. practiced it. I was like, hello? And then I would just wait. And then after you probably said a couple of things to me, I'd be like, oh, sorry, I'm actually not here right now. You can leave a message, though. And then, you know, just fuck off. It was so ignorant. <laughs> I thought you were going to bring up the fact that people used to have music playing in the background to, for their voicemail. Yeah. That was yeah. also cringe. Very cringe moments. But yes. Hey, Arnold. The other episode I really liked is uh, False Alarm. It's where Eugene is accused of pulling the fire alarm. And they have, like, PS118. They, mm -hmm. they become the jury on his case. And... It's so good as they like deliberate because everyone thinks that he did it. There's all this evidence they're presenting and all this other crazy shit. And then Arnold, you know, being the voice of reason always, he's like, yo, I don't think he did it. You know, don't judge people by their looks. Don't judge people by what everyone thinks. Groupthink is actually very dangerous. Pretty much what it told you. And that's what I liked about Hey Arnold is that it always felt like there was a message in the episodes or something. You know, it always yeah. came with something extra. It was it was a straight up show and it really felt like it represented inner city life in a way that I don't really think any other cartoons really did. I mean, I'm sure other cartoons did, but I don't, the way Hey Arnold represented inner city life and the way it was like, there was that episode where 
there's kind of like a vacant lot, right? In the middle of like a couple of buildings, there's a vacant lot. And they would go there and play baseball. And they'd play baseball in like this vacant lot. They had to like clean it out. There was like trash. Actually, this episode was great. The vacant lot was like covered in trash. So the kids in the neighborhood all got together and they cleaned the vacant lot and turned it into their like own little baseball field. But then because the vacant lot was all clean now, adults started going there to hang out and they would like have picnics and shit there. And they'd be like, what the fuck? Like, we clean this shit so we can play baseball. Like, get out of here. And then the adults are just there hanging out like, oh, you know, we're here now, kid. And just, you know, bullshit like that. But, yeah. Uh, I don't There's a lot of really cool shit like that. A lot of cool episodes that felt like inner city life. I really like the one uh, Olga Comes Home. So it's about Helga's older sister. She's and a hoe, by the way. She's, ain't nothing wrong with it. But she, she got down. She definitely got down. But I, the episode was basically about her being a perfectionist. And this is something that resonated with me because she was actually suffering from depression really yeah. bad. There was the one episode where she's just in bed crying. She won't do anything. And she's yeah. just a miserable wreck. But Helga has always been jealous of her because she's like a straight A student. She's amazing at all the arts that she's ever tried. She's amazing at everything that she's ever done in her life. She's well praised. Her awards are all over the house, all over the refrigerator. Her parents talk about her all oh, yeah. the time. Her, her dad is so fucking toxic. Yes. So this episode dives into the idea of the pressures that parents unknowingly or knowingly put on their children, which I felt a lot um, from my parents because, you know, I went to Catholic school. So my parents had to pay tuition to send me to school. And when you go to private school, there's like obviously all this pressure to compete because everyone is supposed to be super smart. And your parents are like, oh, he, you know, he got straight A's and he got first honors. And there was all and this Your parents praise. brag to you, to other parents, other people. So like, Parents will be like, yeah, well, you know, my student, he got straight A's and he's on, he's on the honor roll, honor roll and all this other shit. And then yeah. Somebody else is like, oh, well, you know, Jimmy, you know, he's doing good. He's got C's and like I, the way they talk about it, it's really fucking. So Olga, she ends up with depression because she tells Hug, she's like, you're probably jealous of me. Like, and this is so real, like the older sibling saying this to the younger ones, like, you're probably jealous of me because of all the praise and attention I get. But what you don't know is that it drives me crazy because I feel like I always have to perform at such a perfect level for them. I feel like a one of those monkeys with the two, like, tambourines where I'm just like, yeah. you want, you wind me up and I just, I start, I start performing, basically. You're, you're caged. So she's always living for someone else's expectations. And I had to break out of that stuff. When I was in my younger 20s and I realized like, holy shit, I got to live for myself. Like that pressure of your parents just wanting you to be perfect. And obviously they don't, again, I don't think that my parents knew that they were doing this type of thing. This is getting like really deep, but they would always brag on like my grades. And like, I always had to feel like, oh, I need to be a straight A student. I need to be like on the honor roll always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to be one of the kids that's acknowledged. And uh, yeah, that shit puts a lot of pressure on children. I think that, you know, obviously it's important that your child is intelligent and learns things from school and all the, you know, all of that. But at the end of the day, I also think that you should give them room to, to be them and explore things. And if they mess up, it's not that big of a deal. It's like, you know what? B's are acceptable, right? Like it's not, it shouldn't just be like, Oh, A's are nothing. That kind of vibe. But yeah. 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 That episode yeah. really resonated with me. Like all got talking about that. Like I didn't suffer from depression, but I just understand that pressure of having to perform at a high level all the time. And it kind of translates into other things, but I'm not even going to get into that. That episode was great. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a that's an awesome fucking episode. Tons of awesome episodes. There's the episode where Harold, um, he steals like a ham. He like steals a <laughs> ham from the um from the local uh 
like butcher. Yeah. And then he's forced to he's forced to work for the the butcher um to you know repay the ham and yeah. he ends up really enjoying working there. And then I forget what happens. Oh, he like has to serve community service and then he's done serving community service, but he actually fell in love with the work and really enjoyed doing it. But they won't let him work anymore because, like, whatever. And so he ends up stealing the ham again because he just, just so he wants to because he wants to work with the butcher again. And the, he was like, if I remember, that he was like a good influence on him, and it just like turned his life around a little bit. Like, there's some really really cool episodes. Harold has some of the best episodes. There's the other one where Harold is uh, low key feeling this girl Patty, who's basically like a girl outcast. She's a she's a bit of a bigger girl. You know, she's taller than most other girls. Yeah. She's a little bigger. She also has a unibrow. And she's a she's pretty much a recluse because, you know, just an outcast. She's that kind of person. Sits alone at lunch. And everyone kind of teases her or talks about her behind her back. So prom is coming up and or it's some kind of party. And Harold and her end up out on the balcony just talking the entire night. And they have a really good time. And he's like, you know, I really enjoyed talking to you all day. Like, this was actually great. I, I didn't think I was going to have fun at all coming here, but I did because of you. And they both agree. So they start, they kind of start to go out and date. And his friends find out. And this is something that's also so real, right? His friends find out and they tease him. And at first, he does what any, like, young, dumb teenage boy would do. He basically disses her and it's like, yo, like, fuck her. I'm not actually, I don't actually like her. I was just trying to be nice. I was doing charity. Mind you, he's no spring chicken Prince Charming himself, if we're being honest. Like, Harold is not, he's not that. So it's kind of, it's such a good analysis of how we are as humans. Yep. And he treats her really bad. Mind you, even though he treats her really bad, she's so used to being treated bad that it, like, barely affects her. Which is also so sad too. Like just how real some of this shit is in these episodes, especially when you're in like I was around the age of the kids in Hey Arnold as I'm watching it. So seeing some of this stuff. But yeah, she doesn't even get that upset because she's so used to being treated bad or being teased and people like betraying her that it becomes normal to her. But then later on he realizes they're teasing her and they one of them says something that pisses him off. He fucking balls his fist up, slams the table, he's like, Stop, enough. Like, I like Patty. Patty's fucking awesome, and I shouldn't care what you guys think. It should only be about what I think. And so I like Patty, and that's all there is to it. So shut the fuck up. And everybody's quiet because he's big, he's scary, like he's clearly angry. He's turned red and everything. And him and Patty just continue to like date and stuff. It's it's really good because when he said, like, I shouldn't be worried about what you think. It doesn't matter what you guys think. It's all about what I think. And I like Patty. And that's just something that even in 2022, we should probably heed that message of just, you know, love who you want to love, like who you want to like, don't care about what people think. Something that's great about that episode and about that moment is that in real life, that that end result rarely happens. Rarely does the part where you get where the Harold gets mad and fights back and goes, you know what? No, fuck you. I actually do like her. I don't fucking care what you think. That rarely doesn't happen. Usually people just give in the peer pressure, give in the society, and they just like, they diss them or they try to like make it up to them on the side. Yep. But rarely do they just like, on, like get real with their feelings. You know what? I don't care what you think. That doesn't often happen. And it's good that that is there because it shows like the ideal version of the message and what you should do. Yeah, it's like, what look, we should really this do. This happens. We understand we all go through this. You've probably done this too. But here's how you should reconcile. Like, 
just at the end of it, like, fuck them, like, stand up for yourself, stand up for that person, like, it's not right to tear them down, and it's not right to not be honest with yourself, just because somebody else is being corny, and making fun of people for no reason, you know what I mean, over just superficial yeah, things. Yeah, it's, it's really, really good, I've seen a lot of people be teased over things they can't control, and, uh, when he just said, you know, I like her, and that's all that matters, I was like, man, that's, that's a message that still stands today, like, people need to really learn to live like that like don't worry about what people think love who you want to love be who you want to be and fuck everybody else like, honestly uh hey Arnold also had a, obviously a lot of funny episodes too like his grandma was just a looney tune she was a fucking nut job but she was great there's there's the one and episode the grandpa, where, the, the, honestly, grandpa too. the whole house hey okay real quick before hey arnold's living situation is so dope because like his his grandparents i guess are landlords right they they own that little apartment but it's not even really an apartment, it's just a house and everybody rents out a room. But then my man Arnold has the hottest fucking room of any kid on the planet. Like yeah. him up on that sunroof attic thing that he's yeah, got that going on. Yeah, that is fire. Dude. And he just kind of sits on his bed and looks up out at the sky. Yeah. But, like I could imagine at nighttime that's amazing and the daytime that could be amazing. I mean, I would love to be able to close it though if it's like too sunny, but still, that that natural lighting and everything, that his room is really fire. Like I I agree with that 100%. Uh but there his grandma there was an episode where he gets mugged. Like some guy robs robs I him. Yeah, he gets robbed and so he learns karate from his grandma. Now she yeah. is fucking GI Jane gung-ho about it, teaching him how to break uh, wooden sticks and shit with his with the the base of his hand, all kinds of stuff, right? He's chopping wood, kicking, doing all kinds of stuff. And eventually, you know, at first he sucks at it, right? But then he becomes really good at karate and he starts to misuse it, which is another lesson, right? Yep. Like if you learn how to fight, you learn how to do martial arts. The first thing kids want to do, obviously, is wield that power against another kid. And he does that yeah. in a bad way. You learn these things for self-defense, and that's why um, the discipline of them is pretty important. It's something that's been happening recently with how popular MMA is. Yes. MMA is obviously a very effective style of fighting, and it's it's proven time and time again. It's it's way more applicable than things like karate, like just base karate. Yeah. The difference, though, and I think this is something that's kind of important, is that karate and those older disciplines, they also teach discipline, uh, ideally, because, like, you're supposed to be using it for self-defense. You're not supposed to use this to go out and, like, attack other people. And I'm sure MMA schools do this. But I, I know there's a lot of MMA schools where the discipline of it is kind of lost. And so they just, like, teach people how to fight. Yeah, rip your and, opponent you know, apart. And then people just go out and, like, you know, ready to just get into a fight. Like, I, I personally know people that learned MMA. And even though they learned it for self-defense, after learning it, they started looking for trouble. Like, yeah. They wanted to get in It place. definitely makes people more aggressive and more passionate about every little thing so that, that way they kind of end up in altercations. Uh, mm -hmm. I've definitely seen that myself with people who, you know, their hands are registered. They took boxing as a kid or karate or whatever. And they just, they tend sometimes, not all the time, but they tend to be more aggressive yeah. sometimes. And it's like, this yeah, isn't everybody, like, it's not a rule, but it's right. just something that does happen. A hundred percent. And I can't say that I wouldn't be the exact same way <laughs> if I learned MMA shit as a kid. Like I would definitely want to do some of my submissions on people because I used to play wrestling. Like I would see stone cold stunner and the pedigree and all types of shit tombstone. And the first thing I wanted to do Practice it on my cousins who were younger than me and couldn't really do anything about it. <laughs> just like that's just what you did. But I, I, I like uh, I like his grandma a lot. She reminds me of my grandma actually. My grandma was a really zany character. She just she was just such a, for an old lady. 
she was very active, like physically. She was thin, just like his grandmom. And she would just always, I don't know, be ready to jump up and move around and dance and all types of stuff. I have this really amazing video of her dancing at like her 70, her 71st birthday party. She's dancing and she's literally at her birthday party dancing in the middle of the floor and it's her by herself and she's like just so full of life. She's living it up. Yeah. Yes. And it just reminds me of when I see Arnold's grandma and she helps him. Uh, There was this one episode where they find a turtle that they saw when they were children that was like this great turtle. And then when they see it again at their current age, um, he's like spray painted on. He looks really fucking depressed. He's all sad looking in this aquarium and it makes them sad. So Arnold comes up with the idea to bust the turtle out. And of course his grandma puts on this all black outfit. That's completely unnecessary. She puts on this all black outfit and she goes full on Gian J mode. She has like <laughs> all kinds of shit, a, a grapple hook to go over the, the scale of wall. Mind you, the wall, you can literally just walk around like the opening. Like there's an, <laughs> It's not even, it doesn't need to be scaled at all, but she scales it, gets over top she of it, falls down. Yes. And she helps him to steal this turtle and release it into the wild. So his grandma basically showed the importance of having, you know, just kind of that that older person in your life that is willing to back you on all your nonsense, as long as it's not like too out there, even though obviously breaking a turtle out of the aquarium is crazy. Yeah. She was out there, but she's all for him defending himself. Right. Like she was definitely, you know, if somebody fucks with you, you have a right to defend yourself. She actually said something like if somebody gets in your personal space, right. They invade your personal space and it starts to make you uncomfortable. Like you do have a right to defend yourself, which I thought mm-hmm. was a great message. Because a lot of people try to be like, Oh, nonviolent, nonviolent, no matter what, never fight and all that stuff. Like, fuck that. My parents yeah. were definitely on the, if somebody hits you or if somebody, you know, gets too close there, too aggressive, hit them the fuck back. Like, yeah, you, period. That, the, 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 the whole violence is never the answer thing. Just isn't, it's just not, that doesn't work in the real world. It just does like not work in real world. It's, it's what we all wished was true. But yeah. in the real world, sometimes, like, unfortunately, like, if somebody comes and punches you in the face, you can't go, all right, well, please don't do that again. <laughs> yeah. Like. There's another episode, too, that I really like, where they get stuck in a tree. And uh, so I think it's Harold, Arnold, and Eugene. They're stuck in this tree. And first Eugene is stuck in the tree, but then Arnold and Harold go up there to try to help him. But then they get up there and they realize, oh, shit. It's too high up. I don't know how to get down. They start imagining their lives as old people up there. Oh, like yeah, they live there. Ent- they live their entire life in this fucking tree. And at one point, Harold is married to a squirrel, and he's going yeah, nuts. Yeah, yeah. No pun intended. And he's he's literally going bash it crazy. He's like, "Yo, don't get married." And then Arnold's under his breath, like, "Yeah, definitely not to a fucking squirrel." <laughs> but yeah, it's it's yeah. really good. I didn't remember that at first, but now I, I do remember that episode. One of my favorites is. Uh, there's an episode where it's essentially like this character. I think he's supposed to be like a Frank Sinatra. Uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. His yes. Name's, uh, Dino Spumoni. <laughs> yes. Dino. He's got this song. It's you better not touch my girl. Or I'll pop you in the kisser pal. <laughs> you better not even try. Or you'll be looking at one. You'll be looking at a big black eye. <laughs> so listen good. You stupid hood. I'll give it to the count of 10. And then he says like, <laughs> And um, and if you're not gone by the break of dawn, you'll never ever eat solid food again. Damn, Dino <laughs> was about that life, breaking yo, legs. Dino was about that life, yo. That was my shit. I did like the Dino Spumoni episodes. I forgot all about him until you mentioned it, but yes, that brings back a lot of memories. I do like the overall jazzy soundtrack of Hey Arnold too. Mm-hmm. It had a lot of jazz notes in it, and just I think the overall music of the show 
now that you went to the Dino thing, it reminds me like, yeah, that was one of the things that made it so good is how atmospheric it was. It just had this feel to it. Uh, and I really loved it. And then last but not least, there's one of my favorite episodes. It's the one about like the pigeon man. And I was just about to say that before. You, it's so cool that yo, you brought that up. The pigeon I man love so so good. The neighborhood characters, like it, like I said, the inner city stuff. There's just the neighborhood characters. Yes. When you grow up in the city, there's these characters in the fucking neighborhood that are just around. And it's like, at, like every neighborhood, if not literally a pigeon man, has had a pigeon man. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. And he, so this one actually made me want to cry almost like it's really sad because he's a recluse and he's surrounded by all these birds. Naturally, everyone is afraid of him. All the kids basically feel like he is a horror story or some kind of spooky guy. Right. But then it gets to a point where uh, Arnold's one of his birds, basically his carrier pigeons, it gets hurt and he brings it to pigeon man to save it because the bird is going to die. So he brings the pigeon man and he saves the bird. You know, he puts a little X, little X bandage on his, on his chest. The bird is fine. Right. So Arnold and the guy, the pigeon man, they start to hang out and Arnold obviously realized that this is the regular guy. He also went to the same school as Arnold. He went to PS 118. He had the same teacher, mind you, uh, which is really cool. So they start to relate to each other and they get close. And Arnold's like, damn, like I thought you were some kind of monster, some kind of weirdo. But you're just a person. And the Pigeon Man dude just looking at Arnold, you know, like, yeah, this is how I've always been treated my whole life. So Arnold's like, I want to do something nice for you since you helped this pigeon out. And he takes him around the city. They get pizza. They go to do all these nice things. He does really nice things for the Pigeon Man guy. And he's so happy. Like, they have a really good time. But then when they get back to his, like, shelter area where he lives... Uh, the kids, the other kids who are still afraid of him and won't talk to him and stuff like that, they destroyed his his whole area. Yeah, like they fucked. The, like, like he like they like left all the pigeon cages open and like destroyed them and shit. I think. Right? Yeah, they 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 really destroyed everything. Like you said, they left the cages open. Uh, they fucked up every like his couch and everything like that. Like he's it's kind of like he's homeless. Obviously, like he's very living in a not so great situation. Um. And he tells his story about what happened. Like when he was younger, he had a project that he did with that teacher that him and Arnold share. He did his project on birds because he was just fascinated by birds. He was always fascinated by him. And he did his project on him. And his friends thought he was a weirdo because of it. Like, because he's, you know, he was kind of obsessed with birds or whatever. So they literally outcast him, immediately started to tease him really bad. So he became a recluse. And that's how he ended up in a situation, just like low self-esteem, depression. And no one understood him. No one took him seriously. Like, yeah, I'm depressed or whatever. Like, no one likes me. But he always liked the birds. So when he comes back to his sanctuary and it's completely destroyed, Arnold is like, oh my God, like who the fuck would have done this? This is terrible. And like, again, this, this shit was so sad for me. But the pigeon guy goes, he's like, um, people. Like, this is just people. Like, this is what people do. And it's really unfortunate. He was like, I understand. I can understand birds, but I can't understand people. Yeah. And man, like that shit, when I was young, I literally teared up from that episode because there's no real resolution to it. It's just a commentary on how shitty humans can be. Yep. And Hey Arnold used to get really, really deep on that level. So that episode really just got me in my feels. And even when I like rewatched it, as, as basically a way to research uh, for this podcast episode, it, it made me sad all over again because it's still um, something that we can relate to right now. Like just how poorly people treat each other because we don't understand each other. And he's like, yeah, no I understand regard, birds. Man. Yeah, it's terrible. No fucking regard. It's, yeah, it, it's similar to, you know, that episode with uh, Harold and Patty. Like it's just sometimes like people just treat other people in such a crazy way. And then the peer pressure and like the society and like when, when, Sometimes people will treat you like shit 
And it's not even that anybody else told them or made them treat you like shit. It's just because like they feel like they want, they feel like it'll make everybody else happy. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they'll treat you like shit because they think it'll make everybody else like them or something, you know? And it's like, yeah, no, I totally understand. And I mean, it's just a, it's a big commentary on human decency and the lack thereof. I think honestly, Hey Arnold and a lot of these Nickelodeon shows, cause they're so deep. They should be mandatory. Like if I were to have a child, I would want my child to watch Hey Arnold because I feel like it'll just make them overall, hopefully make them a better person or like teach them some things that obviously, you know, as a parent, I would want to teach my kid everything they need to know, but you can't be there a hundred percent of the time. But I think that my time spent watching shows like this, where I just had these really deep messages, like love who you want to love. I don't care what people think. Uh, Don't treat people badly because they're different. Like these are just things that make people good people, right? Like a decent human being. Yeah, it it's weird because there's a level of your education that you get growing up that can't be quantified because to some degree outside of the out when you're outside of the the restraints of your parents and your school, the things that you do in normal life help shape you, right? The yep. cartoons that you watch or the YouTube that you watch nowadays and the games that you play. Like for example, just as a like I grew up playing a lot of Zelda and like I've also played a lot of Mario Party and to say both of those things is I've always really enjoyed puzzle solving and yes. figure, like figuring those things out. And I think a lot of that comes from Zelda. And, and or for example, um, some like ref- reflexes and reaction games uh, from playing Mario Party and like watching the things go, yeah. like being able to like always find the one that I want. Like I know pe- uh, people that can't do that, right? And I, I think I can only do it because I grew up playing something like Mario Party. But then there's also like a level of you know, your decency or like your personality that comes, it's like, there's just a level of this of yourself that can't be directly quantified because it just happens pass passively. And so it's hard to like instill that on somebody else, right? Like I, I have Jaden, who's my younger brother. And from a super young age, I had him watching anime and cartoons. Like he's watched Hey Arnold, he's watched anime. And so now like he watches a bunch of anime still. And like he shows anime to his friends and stuff. And I think that's really cool. Um, but yeah, there's just like, I don't know. There's just this weird unquantifiable thing. And yes. You don't really know the results of it until they're an adult, right? Like when Jaden's an adult, I'll see the results of like what I did. And you know what I mean? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, no, you're right though. I think that that stuff does help to raise the kid because it's foolish to think that a parent is the only thing that shapes a child. Of course. Right. Like that's just not real. Obviously your parents play a big part in it, but they're not the only thing that shapes you. Your experiences when you're not around them, when you're at school, right? Like there are tons of things. Look at the show euphoria, for example. Uh, yeah. Like there's tons of things that you are, you do or that you're exposed to when you're not around your parents that shape who you are as well. They'll never even know about it unless you tell them or they find out about it in some way. But like there are things that, for example, when I was growing up, there are things that my parents had no idea that I was exposed to at a young age. Right. But luckily, oh, yeah. Luckily, between the way they raised me and like my own personal values, I guess that I just have for myself, I didn't really indulge in certain things because it just didn't speak to me. It was just like, this is not, this is not for me. This reminded me of one time I was really young. I don't remember how old I was, but it's just kind of an example of like those things that happen that you end up learning. Right. And mind you, I'm really young. So I'm watching an anime with like two of my other friends and it's like, it's one of those anime that has like titties and shit in it. Right. We're pretty young. (laughs) And so we're just watching it. And to for clarification, we weren't watching like a fucking porn. Right. A lot of old 80s anime 
just like had nudity in it, but it would yeah. be like a normal show. So it was just like an anime about like fighting demons and shit, but it wasn't like yeah. There was definitely anime. nudity in the old school anime. I know. I know anyway, what you're talking about. It's not you're not talking about hentai. Yeah. The point is though, there was a part, and this one girl had like some titties, and one of my friends said like, "Damn, she has a nice cleavage." And then I I said I remember specifically saying, "What's a cleavage?" And then they just started rolling on oh, me. Like, man. they made fun of me for hours. Never explained to me what the fuck a cleavage right. was. Just made fun of me for fucking hours. And then, like, I went out of my way to learn what a cleavage was, and then I knew what a cleavage was. Yep. But it's just funny because, like, things like a cleavage or just, like, the word pussy or cunt. And, like, those weird, like, you just learn them through the, na- like. Yeah, I didn't learn those words from my parents. Those I definitely like, did not learn those words from my parents. I'll tell you that like right we, now. We all know what a 69 is, right? Yes. But, like, nobody taught, like, you know what I mean? But yeah, my parents definitely did not teach me that life. either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. There's just a lot of shit that you learn as you're and neither did your school. Right, health class that didn't tell you Hell what 69 no. was. And I love 69s, but that's that's for our uh, episode of 69. If you haven't heard that episode of our podcast, check that one out. It's a great episode. Uh, but yeah, Hey Arnold, amazing show. Also, Rugrats, Tier Zero. Rugrats mm. is fucking one of the goats of all cartoons, of all Nickelodeon shows. Rugrats also had me scared to swallow seeds from fruit. Yo. Uh, that one episode where I, I think uh, Chucky, he like, or yeah, Chucky, I think he swallows a watermelon seed. And they have to go inside him because it's going to grow and explode and kill him. Yep. And literally as they're on this mission, Angelica is trying to sabotage them so that she can see Chucky literally explode and die. Like this bitch needed therapy. This little girl needed some fucking therapy. Somebody needed to help her. But the episode is amazing. But I think it also scared every kid who ever existed and watched this episode from swallowing a seed. I was terrified of seeds as a kid because of this. You know, Rugrats is directly responsible for my hatred of spring cleaning. This, you know, <laughs> for those of you that may not, there's, you know, the, the idea of spring cleaning. Springtime after the winter, a lot of times, like, families will, like, do a good clean of their house. They'll, like, rearrange things, reorganize the couches and shit, and clean all the dust and stuff. But there's an episode of Rugrats where they're doing spring cleaning, and there's, like, these dust bunnies, and they're literal, like, bunnies made out of dust. And oh, I yeah. Like, and... That episode, I remember just that episode specifically, and like the idea of spring cleaning in that episode, it had a long lasting effect where I fucking hate, like, I just instantly hate spring cleaning. And I think it stems from that episode. Like, I hate the idea. It's like, I don't want to deal with the dust bunnies. There's a lot of things that I picked up from Rugrats that I thought were real. So, dog vision, you know how they would show? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They would show what it looks like from the dog's perspective. I thought that that's what dogs actually saw. I mean, I don't know. I still, to this day, I don't know what the fuck dogs see like. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. But dog vision from that show, I literally just assumed that all dogs see like that, for example. Yep. Uh, yeah, that show was great. I think that, you know, something else I learned from that show is that, like, Tommy's parents didn't love him for sure because, for whatever reason, he's just in a pamper at all times, but all the other kids are fully clothed. And... I never understood that. Like, why is he just naked? Like, why is he in his, why is he in a pamper and an ill-fitted shirt? Like, he has an ill-fitted t-shirt, right? Like, it's, it doesn't even fit right. That shirt's young as hell. It needs to be up to, like, whatever age he is, right? However many months old he is, they need to get him a shirt that says the number of months that he is on it that actually fits the kid. It does not fit. And he's in a pamper. And meanwhile, all his friends, Phil, Lil, Chucky, everybody is fully clothed. And it's like, what kind of parents are these that they just have their kid walking around in a pamper all day? Okay, Even with company, it was crazy. 
He's got his little wrench, his little screwdriver. He puts in work, all right? He gets out there, he gets his own pants. Yes, and then you had, like I said, Angelica was a lunatic, a kid who needed therapy very clearly. And she probably grew up and started smoking pot and, like, smoking cigarettes, the hardcore, wispy. She probably had that raspy-ass voice at some point. Speaking speaking of growing up, so the Rugrats show is amazing, right? They had this show called Rugrats All Grown Up. Yep. And it was when they were grown... Here's what's so funny about that concept. They're not, gr- they're fucking 10 in the show. Like, yeah. Rugrats all grown up is them, like, 10 years old. And yeah. Like, <laughs> they're not, yeah. They're I don't know why it's not. called all grown up. Like, that shit is why. I mean, I get it. They're a lot, they're all grown up compared to being babies. But Yes. But yeah, that show's great. I mean, just the idea of seeing from the minds of a child, right? Like, a very, very young child. They have that the episode to go camping. Yeah, they go on these crazy adventures that they go on a camping trip at one point and there's like this Sasquatch thing, but they call it Satchmo. Mm-hmm. Um, they're terrified of that, but it's just, you know, it's just Angelica playing pranks on them or it's like their father, uh, you know, he's walking around in a dark time and everything looks so distorted at night. So from a kid's perspective, nighttime used to be scary to us, right? Like, yeah, well, yeah. fuck it, if you live in Philly, it's still scary. I'm still scared of nighttime, but for the kids it's really scary to them in the show so they start seeing shadows and all types of stuff it's just really cool the the concept it, of it really well cool written the, the perspective because they show you know the, the babies going on these adventures and yeah. then they'll show like what's actually happening in real life and they're just like, like they're just- yeah i do i do like when the parents look over because the parents are never paying attention but when they do pay attention the kids are just fucking babies right like they're just doing yeah. no, they're not doing, doing anything nothing. yeah yeah but in they're their world they're doing a lot they're doing the most actually <laughs> great show yeah, I, it's a cool cool perspective shift cool show i used to also love doug as a kid that show like hey arnold doug was just cool to me it was just a show about a kid going to school living his life he had a crush on his girl named patty mayonnaise so he was down with the mm-hmm. swirl because she was definitely black and brown and uh you know it, the, the character okay i like those cartoons where the characters are all different, like colors and stuff. I thought that yeah, was pretty. Skeeter was blue. The bully was green. Yeah, like their characters were just all different colors. So it wasn't really like about race or anything like that, which is really cool. Even though you could obviously tell some characters are blatantly, you know, they were they were alluding to them being a certain race or whatever. But at the same time, I like that they just made them all different colors and they're just whatever. And then he had like petty mayonnaise. So we always had a crush on him. Going on a date at one point, and then he's stressing about it because he's like, "Is it a date?" Is it not a date? Does she feel yeah, the same yeah. way about me? He's overthinking it. And I've been there before where you're going out with somebody and like the whole time you're in your head about it. Like, can I touch, can I put my hand on your hand? If we go to the movies, like, is it going to be awkward if I touch you? That type of thing. And then at one point he just forgets about all that stuff. And he accidentally, like he touches her and you know, they hold hands and she's like, you know, I don't mind. Like we can hold hands on my walk home or whatever. It's just, it's really, really cool. It's a yeah, good show. It's such a, it's such a good show for like, a seventh grader, you know yes. what I mean? Or like who goes to like those real problems. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's a solid show. It, it's like you said, it's like, Hey Arnold, where it covers those, those feelings. It's, it's interesting. Cause I don't, you know, once again, this could be that boomer shit, you know what I mean? But I, I just don't really know if a lot of modern cartoons cover those type of like, topics. yeah, I don't know if they're, cause you know what I would consider these shows in anime terms, slice of life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're slice of life cartoons. I don't really feel like they're slice of life cartoons anymore. Yeah, like the cartoons now are so over the top, right? Like Adventure Time and stuff like that. They're great. They're funny, but yeah, there's still great cartoons. But yeah, I don't know if they're slice of life ones. Like yeah, just yeah, exactly. They're very just slice of life, and the episodes are 
are usually not too out there and they always have like a message that you can get from it. Even as a kid, you could pick up on like, oh, there's definitely, they're trying to teach something here. You might not realize it, but they are. And then, you know, Doug had a lot of that. Like you said, there was a bully. They had, uh, excuse me, they had Quail Man, which I thought was cool. Like he became a superhero at one point. Um, And then the bully always became like a T-Rex or Godzilla of some sort. But yeah, Doug was cool. Doug was really, really cool. I watched everything that came in his head. Because, like, the Quail Man thing was, like, that was just Doug being in his head, in his imagination, and, like, thinking about things, like, and I've definitely done that, where it's, like, you're just in your head, you think about another person, and, like, you pivot, you, like, position them in, like, your imagination as, like, something, as, like, maybe, a, like, an adversary, you know yes, what I mean? Like, yes, hypotheticals. You just, set, you just set up these hypotheticals in your head, and you just run through all these hypotheticals, and, like, so doing shit in your head, and that Quail Man and Doug doing that, it's 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 such a cool representation of that yeah i I was gonna say um so one of the things i dug that a lot was daydream and a lot of daydream i used to do that as a kid in class obviously i think every kid probably did this but you know if you say if you put me too close to the window i'm a lookout and i am going to daydream my ass off i just can't help it, especially because i was one of those kids that got my work done really fast i used to basically race people even if they weren't necessarily racing me back and uh i would just daydream and look out the window and Doug, there's a lot of episodes where I just, even the way the show comes on, right? With the do-do-do-do-do-do. And he's always drawing and doodling and stuff like that. You know, he likes to draw. I used to like to draw my little scrapbooks. And then I would also just daydream. So, again, just relatable content. Very slice-of-life content. And then liking someone, having a crush on someone, having a friend. Y'all do st- dumb stuff together. Y'all do cool stuff together. On the, on the note of the daydreaming, man, I remember... When I was really young, I went to a Catholic school for like a couple years, and then I went to public school. Yeah. When I was really young, I went to a Catholic school, and I remember, I think it was like the first Friday of every month or something, uh, the second half of the school day, you like had to spend the whole, basically the whole day in church. And so we would be in church. God. I remember sitting in church, and you know, they're ran, and I would look at like the stained glass <laughs> windows and shit, and then my mind would start to wander and I, the most consistent like daydream I would do. And what I remember is basically it'd be me sitting in church and then Goku flies through a stained glass window and then reveals to me that I was a Saiyan. Oh, that'd and then be I fucking fly amazing. away with, I fly away with Goku and he trains me like, Oob. And then like, I train up with Goku and I got to like fight thing. And then like, we find out Jesus is real. And then like, I, I got, you know, me and Jesus. Getting to it. Like, <laughs> what is happening? I remember like fighting Jesus and like, it, it was, Oh like, God! What is I, happening? Dude, I went on a rant. Like I remember, like, I basically they did the same time stuff. and like fighting the Romans and shit. Like just <laughs> like Romans, just like all kinds of random shit. But like that's what would happen. Like yes. it would be just your like mind becoming quail man. Like yeah, your mind wanders. Daydreaming is a very normal thing, especially for students. I feel like so. Yeah, I just related to Doug a lot. I watched it every time it came on. It was one of my favorite shows. And sometimes I would have to choose between like. Let's say Toonami was on and then Doug was on. I would flip back and forth because that's how much I like that show. I just really liked that show. So, uh, you know, did you ever see the show on Nickelodeon, Cousin Skeeter? Dude, I fucking love Cousin Skeeter, okay? And nobody remembers this show. This show doesn't exist. It's impossible. I remember back when I used the dark arts of the internet. Yes. And I used to obtain a lot of TV shows and content for uh, free. I wanted to download every episode of cousin skeeter and it just didn't exist it's very hard find to find it anywhere it was like this really puppet this, this this black puppet right so the puppet is, is african-american or whatever it's black he's and shit. he's really funny and he'd be like what's up niggas or whatever like he just you know he just <laughs> he was over the top and the show was like amazing but it basically was like black representation on nickelodeon at a very young age so for me 
I needed yeah, to see this the whole, All the characters were black. It was and yes. Megan Good is in that show. Megan That's like Good. where Megan Good gets her fucking start. Yep. And I had a crush on her as a kid. We were, you know, same, fucking same. And, and to be fair, the crush never went away. Have you seen that bitch recently? Yeah, she's the actually is- like forty-five or some crazy number, and the, she still looks amazing. She is insane. They got a crush on everybody in that show. So there's that. But yeah, but, uh, that- I love Cousins Kid, and the the um. The opening is done, I think, by TLC. Yes, I, I think, think you're TLC right. sings the opening for Cousin Skeeter. It's Don't really they good. also sing the opening to all that? I think I think they do. I, I think, think TLC they... does all that opening. Yeah. I feel like it's TLC. Oh, 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 this is all that. This is all that. Check it you out. Know, <laughs> we talked about in the Cartoon Network episode how. When they started introducing the real life shows, it got corny. Now Nickelodeon did real life shows first, but I think at first their real life shows were actually really oh, good. All that, so we could pivot right into it. All that was amazing. Like I grew all up. All that was so good. Keenan and Kel. All that. Uh, there was a couple other ones too. Um, Are You Afraid of the Dark? I thought was really really good. Yeah. Legends of the Hidden Temple. I I, I personally like that show. I just liked. Yeah, I, I mean everybody likes that show. Yeah. I mean when I was younger, if I'm being honest though, I did change the channel a lot on Legends. Same. Like, same. It, it was, was boring cool, at, but like, at points. Yeah, and I, I just remember changing the channel a lot. Like it's something I liked. Like I would love to be on that show. That's what I, it was. So I would always feel like I could do better than them. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know how they'd be running around trying to find the pieces, the artifacts or whatever. I would yeah. always feel like I would ace that shit like don't let me get on this show because i'm gonna fucking i'm gonna stomp it yes but yeah that that show was amazing but yeah all that was iconic a lot of great people came from all that keenan and kel you know keenan is still hot right now snl um, yeah keenan's keenan's career is doing really good like, he's, he's great super dude he played super dude who was like his weakness was lactose and he had a lactose intolerance that was like his whole thing so anybody who had a milkshake handbot like nearby would just yeah, basically yeah, kill him yeah. Uh, I really liked his uh, Pierre Escargot when he would be in a fucking bathtub. He'd be in a bathtub with a raincoat on and swimming fins looking crazy. He'd be like, read like a little letter like, oh, Pierre. He would try to teach you how to speak French, but it just wasn't at all. And he would end up saying wild shit like, I can see myself in your pantyhose. Like he would just say anything. It was great. I yeah, loved all that. So you had like repair man, 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 man. Repair man, 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 man. man, man <laughs> so man, good. Man. Then there was the point where they did drag. Keenan and Kel blatantly oh. were just in drag. The inconvenience store. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the inconvenience They'd store. They pay you in so pennies. Good. They'd literally pay you in pennies. Like if you bought anything, they would fucking pour, pour out a jar of pennies <laughs> on the counter and be like, all right, well, there's your fucking money. Like take your change if you want it. It was crazy. Oh, Amazing show. Ask Ashley. She'd be like, dear Ashley, that's me. And basically, it was Amanda Bynes who suffered from bipolar disorder, which may or may not have been accurate. Uh, yeah. but, but she would like read letters out from people who were right into her. And the letters were absolutely stupid. So she would get angry. Yeah. We're like any normal person. She would get very fucking angry. And I, I resonated with that. You know, I, I used to have maybe probably still do, but I used to have severe anger issues when people would say dumb shit. So, you know, I got it. When she would read those letters out, she'd be like, you're a fucking idiot. That was yeah, big me energy. There was, um, man, there was a lot on there. I can't remember all of their names. I, I don't want to be rude. There's the one girl, I can't remember her name, but she, you know, she's kind of chubby. She's a chunky girl. I know exactly who you're talking about. She's also she super really famous. She was really funny too. Yeah, yes. she's really famous, but she was really funny. She had the that. information uh, show or something like that where she would just, Vital Information, I think it was called. Yeah, yeah. And she would share really dumbass facts with you that weren't 
they just weren't helpful at all. Uh, and then there was Good Burger. Good Burger came from all that. Well, that was burger, that was a skit. Good Burger, can I take your order? Very good. I'm a dude. She's a dude. He's a dude. We're all dudes. Yeah, I used to love that. Good burger is a classic movie. Who likes orange guys. soda? Kel likes yeah. orange soda. Is it true? <laughs> it made me like orange soda probably more than See, I actually I did as a kid. That's actually factually true. Influence. I legit, even to this day, like orange soda and like I don't, I actually don't. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I like orange, like I will get, or like if, if there's like a party and there's a can of orange soda, I'm like, ooh, orange soda. Yes. Like I'll want orange soda. And, but like, I don't, it's like. Oh, it's yeah. Like, every okay. time I have a sun kiss, I'm like. Okay, this seemed better before I drank it. Yes, but every single, but like a month later, I want it again. Like, yes, even oh, though no I know question. I don't really care about no it. No question. And that's, that's all Kel's fault. That Literally is all great marketing. Kel's fault. Amazing marketing, actually. Uh, what else was there? So, yeah, Keenan and Kel ended up getting their own show. Amanda ended up getting the Amanda Bind show. Uh, Coolio they- did the intro for that. Who? Coolio. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Um, how whatever how it goes like homeboys at home girls time for keenan and kel so okay. keep rocking in the afternoon so don't touch that dial something like that that was cool yeah. i love yeah i loved all that every every it basically was like snl for kids it's basically how i see yeah, it yeah yeah which is cool because that's you know keenan ends up growing up i actually wonder if he has any interviews where he talks about that because i do think that's an interesting thing where he ba- he did the childhood version of saturday night live yes. and then he grows up and he's Doing really well on Saturday Night Live. I I just I'm curious yeah. if he's ever talked about that or if there's any interviews about that because that'd be interesting to hear his perception. Yeah, he's very clearly good that. at improv. Yeah, like he's amazing at improv. He's one of the best at it. Period. And so yeah, definitely. Uh, let's see what else we got. Cat Dog. I used to watch that show. It kind of Cat Dog. Cat Dog is cat basically dog. like cow and chicken, but just cat and dog, right? Like cat dog. Yeah. Um, it was that kind of show. They're they're conjoined. A cat on one end, a dog on the other end. Very wacky show. Just something to watch that I really enjoy. It's really funny. Show. I like their interpretation of like the city. Like when it would zoom out and like all the highways and shit that were out. I don't know. It was just weird. Yeah, it, it was, was a cool show. Terrible. Though. Wild Thornberries was my shit. I used to really like that show a lot. I didn't like it at first. Like I wouldn't even watch that first. And then out of nowhere, I think I might have there was probably was nothing else on. And I was just watching Wild Thornberries, caught an episode, and I was like, yo, this show's kinda it's nice. A show that, it's a show that grows on you. I remember yeah. kind of the same, like it's a show that would come on. And honestly, whenever it would be on, I would always kind of like, ah, and like I would, but I would always watch it. Yes. And it's like over time, like it kind of grows on you. Um, like, I don't think it's the best Nickelodeon show, but no. I do think it's pretty good. It's one of those honorable mentions. Like I have a couple honorable yeah, mentions yeah. here and like Wild Thornberries is one of them. Rocket Power. Dude, I fucked with Rocket Power. I was like, I wanted to be those kids. Like I wanted to go out with my fucking friends and like skateboard and shit. Like I didn't know how to do, like they did some, they had like the one, they had like a half pipe in their backyard. Yeah. Like, they were living it the fuck up, man. Yeah, definitely a different life. Uh, Rocket Power definitely made the outside seem better than it was. Uh, it let's see what else. Real. Uh, Rocco's Modern Life. Rocco's Modern yeah. Life. Rocco's Modern Life. That show's really good. And that, you want to talk about a show with adult humor in it. That show has a lot of hit. So I was going to pivot from Rocco's Modern Life having adult humor to fucking Ren and Stimpy. Uh, well, Ren and Stimpy is just blatantly. That show is unhinged. Okay, on, Ren and Stimpy is you're the picture on I'm the catcher. Hinge. You're the picture on the catcher. You're the picture on the catcher. <laughs> there's, an, there's an episode where Stimpy is going off, and he's just like, he's. There's a part where he's saying, "You're the picture on the catcher. You're the picture on the catcher." And then there's another part where 
there's an episode where they have to saw wood. Okay. Yes. Oh and my, that, that is the infamous. There's episode. like, there's like a block of wood on Stimpy's ass. Yep. And like Ren has like the fucking, the, the saw and it's like on his waist. And he's like sawing the wood. He like, is, it is wild. basically fucking him. And honestly, this show has so much sexual innuendo. Like Ren and Stimpy just took it there. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Um, the, the characters are just wild. The art style was also very unhinged. I would say like for a kid show, sometimes the art choices would be so dark the way they would draw certain things. It would just be like, okay. They would also draw a lot of bulges and human bodies, uh, people having like big chests or big butts. And for some reason that not only that, but they would also end up in these bent over positions so often. Like there would be, there would be a lot of moments in that show where the two main characters would basically be literally face down ass up and their ass would be like highlighted. Like it would be, it was just so wild. And dude, I'm pretty sure there's an episode where Ren commits suicide. Like I'm pretty sure there's an episode where he goes through all this shit. And by the end of the episode, he puts a gun in his mouth and then like the camera goes away. So there's a bunch of episodes where they actually try to kill themselves. And there's an episode where Casper, the friendly ghost or a parody of Casper, they meet him and he's trying to kill himself again for whatever reason. Uh, He's trying to kill himself again. So he puts a gun in his mouth and they're like, don't do it that way. Do it this way. And they pull out poison. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he drinks the poison. He turns into a fat black guy. It's just wild. Like, the show was just absolutely unhinged. There was one where uh, one of the characters lost oh all their God. teeth. So then he starts to pull, like, his... So the gums, after he pulls his teeth out, this is so gross, but oh, after he pulls his teeth gross. out, his gums have, like, the little strings of gums hanging down. And he starts to pull those out, too. It's just... It's all over the place. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's they, definitely a lot. They have a lot of banned episodes of that show. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it just went to a lot of different places. They had characters who smoked. There was a character who threw out his goldfish. Like he emptied the goldfish's fishbowl. So the goldfish is on the ground now, suffocating. And it hops outside of the house, gets in his car, puts on a top hat, r- pulls out a cigarette, starts smoking, and is like, I'm out of here. And it just pulls off in his car. It's so random, so wild, but like it showed smoking, so it got banned. It made like smoking, I guess, seem cool to kids who were into that type of thing or might be influenced by it. But yes, yeah. very crazy stuff. Uh, Ren and Stimpy and Rocco's Modern Life, a lot of adult humor for sure. Maybe even too much. I would, I would not to the point where I would not let a child watch those shows in hindsight. Yeah, they're they're wild. Did you ever see um Ah Real Monsters? I did. With the one where uh, so there's that one character it was actually one of the best characters in um Nickelodeon All Stars Brawl, the one that holds the eyes. Yeah, yeah. There's yep. that one. His eyes are like he's holding his eyes. He's like, what even is he? He's like, I, I, so that's the thing. I don't know what any of them are. The black and white girl. I forget. Yeah. I forget their names. But there's the black and white. She she was the one who's actually one of the best characters in Nickelodeon All Stars Brawl because her down air was just you could do it five times to somebody before they could react. Like it's unreactable off stage. Down air, down air, down air, down air. The game looked terrible, and that's pretty much why it's not really played anymore. But uh, I do remember. I want to say on the note of that game. Because I mentioned Cartoon Network Punch Time Explosion, which was a failure. That it that the Nickelodeon game, although it's pretty broken, it is it is successful in being like a fun game. Like if you just play it as a Smash game, yeah. it's fun and it, it it's mechanically sound. And I wanted to say, I don't know if you heard the news recently. Did you hear the characters that they're adding? No. So they're adding they're adding uh, my life as a teenage robot Jenny, like robot Jenny. She's from Nickelodeon, if you yeah. remember. They're adding Rocco from Rocco's Modern Life. Of course. And they're adding Hugh Neutron. 
Jimmy Neutron's dad. They're not adding... People popped off because Jimmy Neutron isn't getting added to the game. His dad is. <laughs> Which is a fucking absolute rant like yeah that is but, wild jimmy neutron is a show that i really didn't watch much as a kid i don't have too much to say about it like i i've seen a couple episodes i know he had his one friend sheen and there's this one mm-hmm. Oh player who shows up to philly regionals and stuff like that if you're listening to this shout out to you and your twin brother but my one friend one regional years ago said you look like sheen and literally i now refer to him as sheen well both of them honestly even though oh man they might have facial hair now so it's kind of it doesn't work as much but when they were younger it they looked look like exactly it. like Sheen. They were twins. Yeah. And I, once you see it, you can't unsee it. But yeah, shout out to them. I'm sorry I don't remember your actual name because I spent so many years calling you Sheen. But yeah. A, dude, yeah, I remember Jimmy Neutron was one of those shows where, if I'm being honest, I never really liked it. Uh, Same. It on, but it would be on and like, it would just be on. But it was okay. I guess but, because Dexter exists and I was so... In love with Dexter. Yeah, Dexter was just... I think that my problem is that it always seemed like a rip-off 3D version of Dexter or trying to be Dexter because the super genius kid get into all these, you know, adventures and stuff like that. And I just... I don't know. It. I just never really got into it the way I did with Dexter's Lab. So, for whatever reason, I'm sure that some people love that show and it was great for them. But I guess that at the age I was at when I started watching Jimmy Neutron or seeing the episodes, I just never... I would never look for it. Yeah, it was kind of... By the time... Like, even however old I was, I don't even know, but... I just remember thinking it was kind of cheesy. Like, I, it didn't really do it for me. Yeah. Someone once told me the grass was much greener on the oh, other yeah. side. Remember, what was uh, the name of that show again? As Told by Ginger, which... As Told by Ginger. Yeah, 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 That yeah, might yeah. offend people now because they would consider anyone who was a redhead with freckles, you know, they call him a ginger. And South Park made that episode of Gingivitis where Cartman literally turned himself, or I think somebody turned Cartman into a ginger because he used it as a derogatory term. I don't yeah, know if yeah. ginger is actually an offensive term in 2022. Honestly, I don't even give a fuck. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Like, I just do not care if it is or not. Um, I think... Like as told by Ginger was a great show. I actually did used to watch that. Really good show. Yeah, really good show because she was a little bit like, dude. I forgot until you sung that. As soon as you sung the song, I remembered it. I can see the art style. Yep. I can see the characters. Yep. But I completely forgot about that show, and that show was good. Yeah, it was actually good. I liked the way she dressed. She kind of dressed like Aaliyah, like she had the baggy pants and like a crop top shirt with a belly button exposed or whatever, and like a flannel one. Just really cool show. Um, Another one of those high school shows, right? Like, just. Slice of life. It's just a slice of life show. Nickelodeon was full of these types of shows, which were great. And I would catch myself watching every once in a while. Like I was told by Ginger, I used to kind of slap. And that opening song, a lot of people remember that. You know, someone was told me my the grass was much greener. I think it's sung by Macy Gray, um, a famous black artist. You know, she has that raspy voice, very recognizable voice. I, I'm pretty sure she's the one who sung the opening. But yeah, as told by Ginger was pretty good. Uh, like you already mentioned, Real Monsters. We mentioned Legends of the Hidden Temple. There was that show called Blam. Which, Dude, Kablam was cracked. Robot that Chicken before Robot Chicken was cracked the fuck out. There was uh <laughs> like the Scuba Man, and, yes. Like these like, fucking, they were like these toys, melted like, plastic toys. Dude, that show, like the one I action figure dude was just naked. Show. He was just naked. Yeah, they they had some good weed. Like they oh, were cracked yes. or coke or or acid. Definitely they acid were on and weed. Fucking shit, man. That show was. Tr- Ripping. There was no sobriety whatsoever in the making of that show. I promise you that. That was so fucking weird, man. Yeah. That was a really good one. Uh, I really like Kablam. And like I said, it kind of reminds me of Robot Chicken before Robot Chicken became like popularized. 
Uh, Invader Zim is another show that I watched here and there. I'm not going to say I was the biggest fan of it. Yeah. I didn't like it. It was funny when I did see some of the episodes because he basically was like an alien sent the earth, but not because he was there to conquer it, but because he was basically considered an, a nincompoop from his own planet. They like, you know, just got him out of there. Like we just need to send him somewhere to get him out of our hair. And he has like pet Gur, And yeah, they pretty much did what any, I guess, mad scientist alien thing would do. Try to conquer earth, but fails at it miserably every single episode. It was funny. Yeah. Had Curse the Cowardly Dog vibes for some reason. Like, it just had kind of, like, not the spooky thing, but just the the art style was very Courage-looking. Had that, uh, that vibe. You know what was my show? Angry Beavers. I remember the Angry Beavers. Angry Beavers. I, I did. Angry Beavers. I did like Angry Beavers. They, they had, thinking back on it now, the house they lived in was absurd. They lived in, like, some crazy California house on a hill kind of, like, if I remember correctly, Super rich. Their setup was insane. Whatever the fuck, whatever the house they they lived in was. I mean, they're beavers; they can build. So, you know, it kind of made yeah. sense in that. Regard. That was that was my show. I remember really like Angry Beavers. I can't remember off the top of my head like too many plot points or like specific episodes. Same. But I do remember watching it a lot. Yeah, the ones that we're running through right now. Uh, there's one more show that we will talk about in depth before we get to like, when we get to it uh, coming up. But the, the ones that we're running through right now are kind of the shows that I would see episodes of it, but they weren't my main hitters. Like they were not. They were not Rugrats. They were not Fairly Odd Parents, which is the next one that we're going to talk about because I'm sure everyone fucking loved Fairly Odd Parents. That's one of the, also one of the bigger shows. Odd Parents, Fairly Odd Parents. But Danny Phantom, did you watch that? Uh, I watched it, but not a, not, not, quite, not really. Like, yeah, I, same. I was interested in it just because it was made by the same guy that made Fairly Odd Parents. Yep. But it never all the way clicked for me. That, yeah, um, same. It's weird. Like, I know that the show is not bad by any means, but it just, maybe my age might have played a part in it because when Danny Phantom came out, I was already kind of like, the shows I liked, I liked them a lot, and I would spend my time making sure that I saw them. And that one came out a little bit later, and I just kind of was like, okay, this is cool, but it wasn't something that, if it was on, when I would click the menu on you know on cable back then you click the menu you see everything that's coming on right you see like oh there's yeah. the lineup for shows i would never be like oh shit danny phantom's coming on let me make sure i'm ready at 7 30 yeah, yeah it was just yeah. like if i catch it i catch it if i don't i don't i can live without it so that's kind of how i feel about it but the show wasn't bad by any means it just wasn't like crazy to me but uh i remember go ahead. when i was you know i was a kid and you know i we've had we had a hentai episode so no secret but i remember when i was younger i don't remember any of the characters names but I remember thinking one of the characters was pretty fucking cute. I was like, oh man. But I don't I have I couldn't tell you who. But they were yeah. like old they were like older it was supposed to be like an older cartoon. So Yes. I that, like, yeah. I and, like I was like, damn. And I think I was already kinda outgrowing getting into new but, cartoons. And yeah, in terms of the cartoon itself though, I never I couldn't really like watch it like that. It just kinda yeah. I wasn't really too crazy about it. Fairly odd parents on the other hand. Um that that cartoon is amazing. Uh, Cosmo Wanda are hilarious. There's a, again, this is another one of those cartoons that's so well written because there's a lot of jokes that only adults would get. Um, there's one episode where I think Cosmo, he gets plastic surgery, he ends up with boobs and he's like, I'm keeping them. Like he's just like straight. He was just weird. <laughs> he was just always so fucking weird. There was obviously a lot of play on him being a homosexual too, like, or him being the girl or the woman in his relationship with Wanda. Yeah, yeah. Like, there would always be, like, jokes about him basically being a bottom. Like, I don't know how else to put it, but besides to just fucking say it, they would just allude to him being either gay or a bottom or basically being the one that, like, he would be pregnant before Wanda. It was just crazy. The show was wild. I loved it because it also had a lot of good music. 
uh, even a theme song, Odd Parents, Fairly Odd Parents, and it had all the rhyming and everything like that. Obtuse Rubber Goose, you know? <laughs> yeah, it was great. Icky Vicky. Icky Vicky. Icky. The um, Crimson Chin. Dude, Crimson Chin was my shit, and I, I'm going to be honest. That That's... Talk about making fun of people. There's a lot since Fairly Odd Parents. There's a lot of people in my life who I've called the Crimson. Same, chin. literally, that branded them. If you got a fat chin, like I'm calling you the Crimson Chin. All right, it's happening. It like, has branded a lot of people. Uh, also, Timmy Turner had one of the best excuses for everything. He just would be like, "Uh, internet," and I love it, that, dude. Because it was when the internet was still young, and so very young. Is that like, they didn't know what the fuck was? He was like, Where'd you get that? Uh, the internet. It's and like, honestly, right. so after I graduated college, there was a period where I moved back home. And I had started working, so I had, like, a lot of money for somebody who didn't have to pay any... I didn't pay any bills, right? Like, so I was just living at home, paying nothing. So every dollar I made literally just went to me. So I was just ordering a ton of shit. Like, any person who just gets their first, like, taste of their own money. I was just ordering a lot of shit. So every day, there would just be packages coming. And sometimes I would have stuff. My dad would be like, where the hell did you get that? And I'm like, uh, internet? And he would just laugh. Come on, I'm fully 21, 22 years old when this is happening. But because I always just love Fairly Odd Parents, and he used to obviously be around when I would be watching it, he knew what I was referencing when I would say, uh, internet? Like, everything. Um, let's see. There's an episode where Timmy, he, like, wishes to become an adult because he's just tired of being a kid. Dude, that episode is, like, because, yeah, he ends up getting older. Like, is that the episode where he... He goes through different ages. Like, he ages really fast, and then, like, he ends up losing his godparents. He's like, wait, no, I didn't want to lose you guys. So, a lot happens. Uh, One of the things that's crazy is the way they choose to draw this man as an adult. He has a 5 o'clock shadow. He's balding. He's in a pink tracksuit that does not fit. His stomach is out. He has a dirty-ass wife beater on or a tank top. He has a medallion gold necklace. He looks awful. Like, Timmy Turner, as an adult, I would not want to grow up if I was him at all. That's what he's going to look like, or I would wish that I just looked good still because the the artist did him real dirty. <laughs> My man just looked real nasty. And yeah, when he became older, he still, he still tried to do the things that he would do as a kid, but they became creepy. So like he would talk to the girls at his school after school and stuff like that. But that shit just was like super creepy. He ended up going to jail in the episode. Cause it was that bad. Like they showed you that he looked like a predator to the outside world, which was, you know, realistic. And then also, uh, I think he tried to help an old lady across the street. When he was a kid, he would do it. It was like cute. The old lady would always accept it. When he tried to do it as an adult, she fucking maced him. Like the old lady just straight up maced this man because she was like, yeah, no. Yeah. He just couldn't get away with a lot of stuff that he did. But then there was another episode where he he wished that it was Christmas every single day. Yep. And then obviously yep. that made Christmas wear thin real quick with the townspeople. Um, yeah, there was a lot. There was yeah. that one. Man, that was interesting. Because it, it it's weird because like... It's Christmas every day, and but and it's Christmas every day for everybody, and everybody treated like it's Christmas every day. But then it's like nobody questioned why is it Christmas every day, and it's not special no. anymore. It's also outrageously expensive, so people just started to hate Christmas after a while. And he's like, yeah, "I need to fix this," and so he eventually has everyone wish that Christmas uh, that it's the day after Christmas, so that shit can end. But yeah, it That's had a lot great of songs, great, great songs, great episodes. There was the um. One of those, a lot of those cool things where, you know, you have the, the mean babysitter, right? Yes. And, oh, yeah. Vicky is there. She's this mean babysitter that's, she's there. Like, everybody's heard of the babysitters where, like, they just kind of send the kid to their room. Like, yep. like, the kid just gets punished. That way she can get on the phone with her boyfriend. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Yeah. And then, like, she just gets on the phone with her. Yeah. Definitely, uh, 
definitely relatable content. I, I had babysitters as a kid and they literally just did not really watch me. I basically did what I wanted to do. And if I got too out of hand, like I really wanted some attention, they would have to because I would just be do- like banging pots and pans in the fucking kitchen. Because at yeah. this point, I want to annoy you because I'm a badass kid. I, I did stuff like that. But yeah, Fairly Odd Parents was great. It made me wish that I had something like that. I love magic, natural affinity for magic and magical things. So I always yeah. loved the idea of him. Like he had an episode where he went through Tron. Like he was a it was a parody of Tron. Yep. Uh, there was an episode where he went and Scooby Doo and, and a bunch of other in shows. That episode. In that episode, the, the 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 system or whatever he had hooked up that he wished for used so much electricity that like the house couldn't run it, and so Cosmo had to like become a gerbil and like run on this fucking wheel oh, yeah. to keep the electricity on. And he also wished for the game to be so hard that he can't wish himself out of it. So he had to beat Damn. the game on his own. Yeah, and the game was could kill him, and he had to be he had to actually beat it, and he couldn't get out of the game. And if the electricity went off while he was in the game, you know, he would be gone forever. So, like, Cosmo had to keep the electricity on. That episode was a rant. Damn, that is crazy. Yeah, he used to put himself through it. He got sent through a bunch of different dimensions at one point. Uh, he met his older self. And in the, in the future, Icky Vicky had his remote where she controlled the world. And so he had to stop it. But he was like, I'm a kid. I don't care. I'm going to be a kid forever. I'm never going to get old. I'm never going to become like you. Meanwhile, his older self is completely detained and like handcuffed and everything. He's like, yo, you got to save us from this future where Icky Vicky is just in control. It was really good. It was a lot of good episodes. His dad was hilarious. There was one episode where um, Timmy wishes for like chubby cheeks. And I think Wanda says, I sure hope you're talking about your face. He's like, I am (laughs) like really quick. And then they give him like chubby cheeks or whatever. But lots of lots of those kind of jokes that are you know, a little out there, but they're really funny. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. And yeah. And then I think, like you said, really the best show on Nickelodeon, the best show that really came on Nickelodeon for us is Avatar. I think that Avatar yeah. is a show though, that we will do an entire podcast episode on. We don't need I, to. I think, I think we should do a full, because I want to talk about the blue people so bad. Like it was one of the greatest things that ever came out. And like James right, Cameron well, really did his well, thing. Okay. Well, okay. all right. We're talking okay. about the blue people, right? Well, well everybody, this was the last episode of the I Am Nerd podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, we're done. Uh, and you might I always think yourself, you're talking about the blue people. The you Pocahontas. May say, to, say to yourself, well, can't one of you just continue this on your own? No. Yeah. Frazier's going to be dead and I'm going to be in prison. So, <laughs> so that's the end I'm of going it. to his house right now. It's it. It's Damn, over. we almost anyway, made it to 100. Almost. But anyway, no. The Last Airbender is insanely good. There's three whole seasons of it. It has an actual, like, it has a full story, great character writing and development. It's it is by far, in my opinion, the greatest thing to come out of Nickelodeon. Yes, I also think Legend of Korra is really good as well. I think Last Airbender is better, but they're both really. And that good. is not Avatar, a hot take. No, it's not. Avatar is just really good, and it truly deserves its own full episode. Just fitting it in on the tail end of this wouldn't really. Do yeah, I just wanted to throw it out there because we, you know, I don't want people to think that we forgot about Avatar of all things. But I think that it deserves as good as it is. And because uh, I haven't watched it in a while, I'm going to recap it. But we will do an episode real soon, actually. Like, I can see an episode coming out in, like, September or something for Avatar. Just because all we really have to do, I still remember a lot of it, but just to tune up my knowledge of it, you know, watch a couple YouTube videos and remember, like, okay, Azula was super broken, Katara, super broken, the moon comes out, the waterbenders are cracked, uh, Toph, outrageous. Uh, you know, all the things that happened, yeah. you know, it, it was a really, really good show. Amazing animation. The fight sequences, him versus the Fire Lord. Oh, man. Great dude, stuff. That show is amazing. Yeah, really, really good show. But before we get out of here, uh, 
I want to give a shout out to the people over on our Patreon, as I always do. Thank you guys for supporting the I'm Your Pod- Podcast. We really appreciate it. Uh, to all of you guys, as I always do, let's see, we got Connie, Austin, Leon, Quest, Garrett, Xavier, Hylian, TCG Automotive, Tyree Tensley, Dimitri Barnes, Alexander Brissett, Vinny Casello. Shout out to Vinny. I love you, Vinny. Uh, Giovanni Avelos, Alex Flamer, Andre Reynolds, CJ, Dub K Dad One, Saul at Dabbers Gaming Cafe in Georgia. Uh, check them out. They host a bunch of amazing tournaments where they give out some of the prizes. They just have like a lot of case tournaments and stuff like that. A lot of tournaments to give out all kinds of uh, packs. And uh, they also have Dank Ritual, which again, for people who see the pictures I post on Facebook, my play mat, my deck box, those are from DankRitual.com. Check that out. That's Dank, D-A-N-K, Ritual.com. Um, yeah, check them out if you need any kind of uh, TCG accessories. But yeah, they also support the podcast. Really appreciate that. Uh, Dan Vrabel, Dennis Milburn, Joseph Marcello, First to Home, Dalis Fernares, Estatakuma, Mitchell Naus. Midwest Gaming, William Shapiro, Dimitri Sofiridis, Vince Marquette, Dallas Bailey, KJ, Biz, Roz Weiss, Nick Stango, Scott Polera, uh, Hansel, our two-time national champion, and okay. Vincent Zen. Thank you guys so much for supporting us. Again, we really appreciate it. It does help a lot. All right. And with that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode on Nickelodeon. And if you did, check out the Cartoon Network episode if you haven't heard that one yet. You know, the thing about this podcast is that it's basically a library of content is what we're building. So you don't have to watch these in any particular order. Like these episodes are basically anthologies. They, they're kind of timeless in a sense that we're just talking about things that we've experienced nerd things that we really enjoyed. And yep. so you can hop around. So an episode that came out, you know, like episode 44, whatever that episode is, you can listen to it and it'll just be about whatever topic. Um, and it, it's not in any kind of chronological order for real. So like we're doing a Nickelodeon episode, but this episode is going to last forever technically because you know a lot of people remember fairly odd parents and spongebob and hey arnold and all those things so that's kind of the point of the i'm there podcast is to just be a library of content and then of course we also have a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh content because again a lot of people know me from Yu-Gi-Oh, and can he also play Yu-Gi-Oh? so we both can speak to it like he even plays more current Yu-Gi-Oh than i have he plays master duel sometimes and i i literally have not played modern Yu-Gi-Oh in six years so like there's a lot stuff that we do we go back and forth we do marvel and all that type of stuff so obviously if you guys are rocking with us you already noticed but for the people who are more new to it and i've started with like let's say this episode you don't have to stop here like you can continue to go backwards and it will backwards. it will be fine i promise you there are a lot of good episodes to check out um and as i always say you know do the things that make you happy including remembering nickelodeon how great it used to be and uh, i don't know what it is like now but it used to be amazing you better not touch my girl. I'll pop you in the kisser pail. <laughs> All right.